Hey everyone, what is up and welcome back to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. I'm your host, your online transformation coach, Adrian MacDonald, here to help you look, feel and perform better without restrictive dieting. And today I am delighted to be interviewing Gavin McHale. Gavin McHale is a high performance mindset coach and someone who's helped me personally on a personal level a lot over the last six to eight weeks. Gavin McHale, welcome to the Lifestyle Lifters Show. Thanks so much for being here. Dude, when you say Gavin McHale with that accent, it just sounds right. It's just like perfect. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, McHale is a very, very common name where I'm from in Galway. Yes. Um, it's even more common in Mayo next door to us, our, our next door yes. rivals, Gavin. But um, before we get you to share a bit about yourself, Gavin, obviously, would you just define yourself? If someone were to uh, see you walking down the street and they ask, what's your job? What's your line of work? How would you describe what exactly it is that you do? Well, if they were my parents, they would never know what I actually do. <laughs> um, I, you know, the professional answer is I'm a, I'm a personal development coach. I'm a mental performance coach. Um, I really like to call it a vibe coach, though. You know, I just I get people in the right vibe. I get people feeling good so that they can take actions that are going to lead to success. So any one of those is what I would say, depending on the mood I'm in. I, I like your daily vibe check, man. So you know what? Yes. For the sake of this podcast, let's go with a vibe coach. Um, <laughs> tell me, Gav, though, this obviously was something that you started transitioning to a lot more re- um, in the last couple of years. But what made you actually interested to specifically become a mindset or a vibe coach? Yeah, so for me, it was my it was my story. And it was the the shift that I made. And, and so one of the things I say to a lot of people, whenever people hear me speak, I'll often share parts of my former self and my former story and things like that. And I won't go into it for just for the sake of time into the whole story. But, you know, my story, really, I probably had the skill set to play professional hockey, uh, ice hockey. I'm Canadian. Um and I just, uh, I couldn't get my mind right. You know, I couldn't deal with failure. There were so many things that, you know, held me back between the ears. And so having kind of blown it, for lack of a better term, with a professional sports career, um, I think when I share that with people, a lot of high performers, there's this like recognition because the thing that they fear most is blowing their potential, being found out to be a fraud, anything like that. And all that happened to me on like a grand stage and I'm here. I came back from it, you know? So, so my story is what makes me so passionate about this because I realized like I had all the tools, I had all the tactics for sports, for business, for any success in life, but it wasn't working for me because my mindset was holding me back. I had these stories. I had these limiting beliefs that were holding me back. And a lot of us, a lot of the people I work with from just trying to get to their first six figures as a fitness coach to, I work with multi-million dollar business owners. We've all got the same issues, which are, are our little stories running in the back of our head that are not serving us. And so it was through my experience that really got me into this and got me excited about it and really keeps me going because it's a constant battle. To con and Gavin, something you you say to us every week on your coaching calls is you gotta keep doing the work, you gotta keep doing the work, yeah. do your ba- daily vibe check. Can you just define first of all, what does doing the work actually mean? Oh, oh, that is such a great question. 
um, the best definition I have for it is looking inward. So whatever that means, there's so many ways to do that. And we can share some of those, of course, today for the listeners. But we often, in today's world, it's so easy to look outward at everything. There's so much coming at us, right? We have social media, we have news, we have podcasts, we have radio, we have TV, we have Netflix, we have Disney, we have like all these different things coming at us, right? Externally. And it's really easy to look external. You look at like our school system and all that, and even sports, because I know you're, uh, you know, a former athlete as well. It's all external validation based, right? Like you're trying to please other people. And I think that it's so easy to constantly look externally and never turn the mirror around and look at yourself and go, what is it within me? that is working, that's helping me. And what is it within me that's not working, that's not helping me, that I can improve, that I can change. And so constantly doing the work, you know, we talk about lots of different things. You mentioned the daily vibe check a couple of times. Really what that is, is asking questions, asking questions about what's going on inside of you. Um, I think a lot of us are very quick to judge uh, very quick to get angry when things don't go our way, but we forget to ask questions and get curious because when we do that, our brains are built to solve problems. Like that's literally w- what they do best. They solve problems. Problem is a lot of people aren't giving them very good problems to solve. They're not asking good questions. So if you can ask better questions on a daily basis by, as I say, you know, doing the work, then you're going to get better answers because your brain's just waiting for it. What are some examples of good questions we should ask ourselves every day, Gav? Yeah, so let's start with the daily vibe check. So I'll set it up with a little bit of context. This is like a three-minute thing that you can do, a three-minute activity. It takes almost no effort. The first, like, so to set it up, our feeling, the way we feel our emotions, okay? Any man listening to this podcast is like, oh, here we go. He's going to talk about emotions, right? Any man listening to this podcast, we all grew up in similar generation. I know you and I did, Adrian, of don't show your feelings. Don't like emotions are bad. And, you know, of course, you don't want to be like out here crying every day in, in public. But if you hide your emotions from yourself, which I did, right? Growing up in hockey, don't let anyone see how you feel. Don't let them know that if you're struggling, make sure that you fake it. Well, I hid those emotions from myself too, right? So now I had no idea what I was feeling. And so this vibe check allows you to figure out what am I feeling? Because those feelings are actually a G, like a GPS system or an indicator of, are you on the right path? If you feel like crap, you're probably on the wrong path. And, and to give a great example of how this works is if you've ever walked into a room where two people have been arguing, you can feel that. It doesn't yeah. feel very good, right? so so we're going to take advantage of that kind of like gut feeling so the vibe check is number one what am i feeling what am i feeling and i actually use this online tool called feelingswheel.com because i have no idea what i'm feeling usually feelingswheel.com feelingswheel.com it's like just some dude put this wheel up online and it's i mean it's great you can start on the inside and you can move your way out don't have to. It's like happy, angry, sad. What am I feeling? Right. 
Um, question two is what does this feel like physically? And the main reason for that question is on the surface is so that we don't judge ourselves for feeling that way, right? It's like, oh, I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling sad? I shouldn't be feeling sad. What's wrong with me? You know, we don't want to do that. So it's like, I'm feeling sad, let's say. Go into your body. What does that feel like? There's probably some physical sensation attached to it, and it just gets us out of our head. Yeah. And then question number three is, let's use the GPS system. What is this trying to teach me? right? Within the context of my life and what's going on, I'm feeling this way. What might this be teaching me? And then we can pull the lesson and we can move on. And it's like, it's that simple. So those are some good questions. Do you want me to keep going on some other ways we can kind of like go inward? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I'm all ears. Sure. Um, So I think let's kind of look bigger picture again at one of the big one of the big times when there is an opportunity to ask questions and we don't is when we make a mistake or when we fail. Failure is, this is the thing that really stopped me is I couldn't effectively deal with failure and failure could mean big failures like, you know, losing lots of hockey games and like, you know, doing, you know, big things that kind of kept adding up, or it could be those little failures, you know, um, making one mistake, like a little, little mistake that kind of adds up or missing your snooze or, you know, missing, you know, maybe eating junk food or something like that. Right. Yeah. So we need to deal with these better, but we're so worried when we make a mistake about, we're only focused on judging ourselves and beating ourselves up and being angry that the mistake happened. We forget that in that mistake and in that failure, there's a nugget of feedback. And actually, it's the best way to learn. I've shared this on a couple of podcasts. My dad said to me when I was 18 years old and I had had like four speeding tickets, he's like, Gav, I don't think you know any way to learn other than the hard way. And I I now think on that and I go, I don't know if there is another way to, to truly learn and grow other than the hard way. And what what my dad meant and what I mean by that is through failing, through screwing it up and picking up the pieces and going, how do I put this back together in a different way? So when we make mistakes, um, I like to say judgment and curiosity live next door to each other, right? Judgment is this like beating yourself up. I'm the worst, right? These statements of, you know, I am, Whereas curiosity is right next door to that. And really we're just changing that into like a question. We're putting a question mark on the end of it. It's like, am I right? I'm the worst. Am I the worst? Right. And then we kind of lead ourselves down to asking different questions about what this mistake or what this failure could teach us because there's such great lessons in these failures and these mistakes that we just miss all the time because we're so frustrated and angry with ourselves. So I think that's a great place, really two great places where people can start to turn inward. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, And Gavin, you're just someone who's so phenomenal at shifting perspectives. Like anytime you and I have had a call, sometimes I have a tendency to focus on the negative. And then sometimes (laughs) (laughs) we all do, by the way, I'm so glad I'm hardening myself. We have such a great way of just turning things around and focusing on the positive. 
I guess um, something that I read in Jack Canfield's book, which kind of, which is similar enough to what you're doing, is E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. And that yep. two people can be stuck in traffic. And for one person, it's the worst freaking day in the world. They're 10 minutes late for work. Their boss going to kill them. They're stressed out. They're beeping their horn. For somebody else, it's an opportunity to listen to a podcast like this and maybe get an extra yeah. 10 minutes of knowledge that they may not have got before. Yes. How do you how do you instill that mindset into someone, maybe like myself, who sometimes has a tendency to be quite hard when things do go wrong, and just reframing that as an opportunity to learn? Yeah, I've got a few notes here. As, as you were talking, that's a, that's a really great thing to think about because we've all got those triggers and we've all got those things. So I like to say when it comes to perspective shifts, there's always two sides to every coin, right? And so there's the side that you generally jump to, listener or Adrian, right? <laughs> the side you generally jump to is one side of the coin. And it's a very legitimate thing, right? To get frustrated or to be hard on yourself. This this is the patterns that have been ingrained in us. These are the things that we're used to that... Um, have served us in the past, right? Being hard on ourselves, right? Maybe when we're first getting started, it drove action and made sure that we kept yeah. going down the path, right? But now maybe it's not serving you as well. Maybe it's not helping you as much. And I'll say, I'll say that my experience with you and the other clients that we work with inside the container of seven figure scaling systems, it's generally the case is this being hard on ourselves and beating ourselves up yeah. doesn't really serve us anymore, right? There's this shift yeah. that has to happen. So how could we look at the other side of the coin? And I think the other side of the coin is really rooted in what I think is the highest vibrational emotion you can feel, which is gratitude, yeah. right? So let's take a look at that car, you know, the, the car example, we're stuck in traffic, um, where you know someone's screaming at the dashboard angry right blowing their horn right and it's like if you could just take a second take a breath and go fall back into gratitude i like to call this like a gratitude rampage which is like okay um i have a job i have a car um i'm lucky enough to you know i woke up today cuz you know like there's yes. a lot of stuff happening in the world like yeah. we aren't guaranteed to wake up every day you know, sure. um, I know that my boss is going to be okay with this. And if they're not, I mean, what? Can, there's literally nothing I can do. It's outside of my control. And like you said, I have the opportunity now where there's some extra time here. And, you know, maybe I could learn something or maybe I could, you know, do something to help myself feel better. And when we can, when we can flip the script to that other side of the coin. Now, if you're angry and you're pissed off, you know, you're probably not going to want to jump to gratitude yeah. right away, <laughs> but like, I'm trying to show these like two sides of the coin and a better way to kind of bridge that gap between this, like honking the horn and yelling at everyone. And, ah, it's so, I'm so grateful to be stuck in traffic. The bridging of the gap is something that Alex Hormozzi has talked about to, you know, reframe hard times. And I think he's a master at reframing, which is if this exact situation happened to me a hundred days in a row, yeah. would I still feel the same? Right? So if, if getting stuck in traffic was just the norm, like was what I experienced every day when I lived in Seattle playing hockey, my, the billet dad, the, the family I lived with, he worked at Boeing 
which was like an hour drive at the best of times from his house. And Seattle, Seattle traffic starts at like 5 a.m. So wow. he was up at like 4.30 to be on the highway at 5 to get to work by like 7, yeah. right? Like Same. this was the norm for him. And I remember saying to him like, dude, that's crazy. And he's just like, well, it's just, it's, it's my life. Like it, it's, it's something that I'm a trade-off that I'm willing to make based on the career that I have and what I want to do with my life. And so a good way to bridge that gap, anytime that you're feeling frustrated or angry with anything is just like, if this were to happen a hundred days in a row, would I still feel the same? Deadly, deadly. I know Hormozzi was the example of his pet time. And I think that right. was, was that the case that if he had a cat, for every for a hundred, if he had a cat that passed away a hundred days in a row, you probably wouldn't feel as sad as the first time that it happened. Um, right, Gab. Just on that, just on that note, and on mindset and on reframing, what advice? Because you mentioned at the start, limiting stories, limiting beliefs. So for anyone out there who has these stories, they tell themselves, "I will never, I can never, I'm not good enough," or these limiting beliefs. And they've had those ingrained in their mindset for years, potentially even decades. It's not just a case that you just flick a switch and you can go from right. overcoming them to more empowering, positive state. What are some practical ways, though, that you can slowly transition out of that and yeah. start thinking with more prosperity? Yeah. So there's actually there's kind of like two phases to this. And actually, the first phase kind of is flipping a switch. But the flipping of the switch doesn't actually fix the problem. It like yeah. starts to, to fix the problem, right? So we have this belief, and I think it's really important to backtrack a second and go like, okay, where do we find these limiting beliefs and stories? Because they're often unconscious. Well, like I said earlier, whenever you get frustrated, whenever you get judgy, okay, those are good times to ask questions. What might be the belief behind this, right? So you get frustrated because you made a mistake. I always make these mistakes. I'm so stupid. Like, okay, well, there's probably a story like I always make mistakes, right? Or like I can't handle pressure, right? Like, oh, the pressure yeah. picks up and then I make a mistake, right? Okay, there's something in there we could probably pull the thread on a little bit and figure out this is probably a story that's not serving us right now, right? So we've got to kind of look at the the places where we get frustrated and judge judgmental of ourselves. And then one other place is like when someone challenges you to something bigger, I love this one. So like, Hey, you know, Adrian, you know, why aren't you making a million dollars a year? Let's say for example, and, and, and you come in with the yeah, but right. The yeah, buts or the, like, this is why I'm not doing what I could be doing or whatever those are a really good place, right? It's like, yes. Hey, you know, uh, you know, you could probably, you could probably be pretty shredded. Yeah. But I'm too busy. I'm too busy to be shredded. Oh, well, that's a story, right? Cause like, I know how busy Adrian is. I know how busy other people are who are shredded. Right. So it's really important. This is how we can kind of dig in and find our stories that aren't serving us. And then really it's about, okay, well, and there are some, some questions we could go through, but for the sake of time, probably not necessary. We just need to choose to make a decision to change that story, yeah. right? And it doesn't need to be the opposite. It just needs to be something that serves you better, right? So let's say like, I, I'm too busy to lose weight. Great. I mean, that's a, one that always comes up, I'm sure. I'm too busy to get more fit. Well, 
what if I just chose to believe, just chose to believe that I can get more fit with 10 minute workouts or I can make time for my fitness if it's a priority. Okay. So that's not like the opposite, but it's something that's Same. serves us better Yeah. now. So that's the first part, right? That's the flipping of the switch that gets us started, but that does not solve the problem. And this is where a lot of people stop. They go, okay, I changed my belief. Um, see you later, Gav. We're done. No, you are not. Because our subconscious brain, so our subconscious brain, which is 95 to 98% of our brain that's really running the chess pieces behind the, behind the curtain there, it requires evidence and repetition to change. And when you think about it, right, let's say you're 30 years old and you've been telling yourself this story for 30 years or for 20 years that you're too busy to get fit or you're too busy, you're too overwhelmed, period. It's going to take a bit of time to rewire that yeah. brain because those, you know, those synapses have been going, you know, as soon as there's an opportunity to do something, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. That's been happening for decades, right? So what we need to do is we need to retrain this part of our brain called the reticular activating system. And the best way to explain reticular activating system is you want to buy a red car. You see red cars all over the place, but you never see them otherwise, Right. The reticular activating system tells your conscious brain what to focus on because there's too much stimuli. And it often, it tries to, it tries to like reinforce the beliefs we already have. So if I believe I'm too busy, guess what my reticular activating system is going to look for everywhere? Reasons to be busy, right? Like all the examples of how busy we are and how, you know, how much is going on yeah. in the world and all this yeah. stuff. Right. But if I can retrain it to, I, I can make the time. Well, then the reticular activating system is going to start looking for pockets of time. It's going to start looking for places where maybe I can fit it in. And maybe it'll start noticing when I'm scrolling on social media and wasting my time and all of these things. Right. So that retraining and then actively consciously looking for evidence, I think is the most important part. And I'll tell people when we've reframed a belief, write down a piece of evidence every day, share a piece of evidence every day. Right. And that starts to retrain. And then, you know, six months go by and you wake up and you're doing 20 minute workouts every second day. And you've lost a little bit of the, lost a little bit of the gut and you go, huh, that's interesting. I'm a different person now. I'm a better version of myself, a more fit version of myself. And it was just looking for evidence, bang, 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 putting oh. one foot in front of the other. Gav, amen in that. And you brought yeah. up such an important point there because, again, something you coach me on that's been really helpful for me the last couple of weeks, you call it your brag book, where effectively yes. at the end of the day before you go to bed, you write down any wins at all, as big or as small as they might be. But the amazing thing is when you speak about the reticular activating system and you, whatever, where focus goes, energy flows, and that's going to be stuff you focus on. Any of the wins that I wrote down, I actively then started noticing and being more, became more aware of them day on day that, okay, this was a win that I had yesterday. And now all of a sudden I'm shifting my mindset, rewiring my mindset to focus on more of the positive. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. The, the easiest, like, some of the stuff I shared there can be a little bit, um, there can be like some blocks to starting. It's like, oh, I got to do this and then this and then this. 
the easiest way to start this and the simplest way is exactly what Adrian just said. Look for a place where you had a win today, right? And maybe that was like, I drank a glass of water when I woke up, right? Like it could be that simple. Um, you write those down. And as Adrian's doing, you start look. Now you start looking for more wins and you start actively trying to seek out places where you can create wins. That's huge because that, again, that's the big shift in the reticular activating system, which kind of controls everything. It controls the lens through which we view the world. So if we view it as every, I'm losing everything, I'm failing everywhere, we view it as a loser. If I view it as here's wins, here's wins, here's a brag, here's a brag, right? We view it as a winner. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Gavin, I would love to talk for for hours and hours with you. You're someone <laughs> who just, I really, really, I've taken a lot from over the last couple of weeks. I'm just so grateful to have been able to connect with you, Gav. But for any for listeners out there who want to learn a bit more about you, about, about what you offer, what you do, Gav, where's the best place to send them? Well, the first best place to send them is to Adrian because Adrian's going to get you super fit and he's going to get you in shape <laughs> and that's the guy. Um, and I'm supporting Adrian and then whatever Adrian learns, he's going to bring to you. So that's the first place to go. But if you want to learn more from me um, directly, just, you know, browsing, so to speak at Gavin McHale one is uh, my Instagram handle. I also want to share notes. with what's that. I'm sorry, I'll post your IG in the show notes, Kat. Great. If I can send you one more thing in the show notes as well, um, it's this daily, it's called a daily money mindset visualization. Now, maybe people listening to this, you know, they're not as interested in making more money, although I think everyone wants to make more money. <laughs> um, but this this visualization is less about money and more about shifting your mindset from like a scarcity mindset of like, there's never enough. I'm never going to be able to do it to an abundance mindset. There's always enough. I'm always going to be able to get what I need. That's really what this is about. And it's like nine minutes long. You don't even have to close your eyes. You can do it on a walk or while you're stuck in traffic. Every morning, right? Yeah. Yes. So Adrian's doing it every morning and it just it shifts your reticular activating system to a much more abundant place. So let's drop that in the show notes too, Adrian, if 100%. people want to, if people want to do that. Deadly, deadly. Gavin McHale, deadly. final question, because this is the lifestyle lifters show. I'm curious, Gavin, what is your definition of living a successful lifestyle? Such a good question. I've done a lot of thinking about this. Um, my wife and I have been married three years and we're, we're trying to have a family. We want to have a family. So for me, um, the definition of like my ideal, like lifestyle or living the best life, I think that's what you asked, something like that. <laughs> I just got excited when you asked it is to be, <laughs> to, to be first and foremost, a present husband and father. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by that is like, I'm truly there. You know, when I'm there, yeah. I'm there. Um, who also has this incredibly financially successful business and is very fit and healthy. But like the number one anchor to that is none of this matters if I'm not a present father and a present husband. So that's that's to me the most important thing. So I start from there, right? I'm like trying to like figure out, okay what's the minimum effective dose 
for my fitness? What's the best way for me to be in the best mindset for when I, you know, show up for my wife and all these things. Um, so that's the definition for me. Gavin McHale, thank you so much, man. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Gav. Um, everyone, make sure you drop Gav a follow on IG. He is just next level. He is the next Tony Robbins. I'm telling you now. People, he's Thank only you. in his early days yet, but he's uh, he's already phenomenal what he does. And just, Gav, honestly, I really appreciate all the work that you've done with me in a personal level, which has helped me professionally too. So, Gav, thanks again for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, brother. We're just getting started. <laughs>